Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is how the whole thing works. You listen, you enjoy, you laugh, you let someone know. Pass the word of J-Train. Give the gift of J-Train this summer. And summertime is really when podcasts take a level up. That's when people are, and you it, it, it's counterintuitive. You'd be like, well, Jared, everyone's doing you know, trips and beach and this. No, 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 no. The summer is more alone time, more alone time. You might be out with groups and as, you know, the quarantine gets released and as people are allowed back into the wild, so to speak, there's more time for drives. There's more times at the beach. There's more times with walks. This is the time to let people know about the J Train podcast. Let them know. Very excited. Oh, also, I'm on YouTube. YouTube, baby. Ooh, love YouTube. Hi, YouTube land. Go, go, sub- subscribe on YouTube. I want you there. I want you liking. I'm putting up episodes Monday through Friday. Plus, once you're on YouTube, I will start to have more videos there, more creative ideas and things and of that nature, so to speak. So go on YouTube. Get subscribed. Very excited about today's guest. An OKP original key player, a friend of the pod, a good friend of mine, James Mattern. Thank you for coming back. Choo-choo, baby. Choo-choo on that train. What up, baby? Great to have you. All of you need to go follow James on Instagram at the James Mattern. Go follow, go follow, go follow. He has a new podcast called The Commissioner of Comedy. Now, I love this podcast because it's really, I've listened, it's great. It is a lifestyle podcast in in you kind of get to it via the bridge of stand-up comedy and the job and the and the work of it. Explain the podcast for the listeners at home. This podcast is basically it, it was formed as a comedy etiquette podcast of like, you know, how to behave, like the inside baseball, the unspoken rules, but it's evolved already in a few short episodes to more of the celebration of your job as a culture and a community. And I've had people who aren't even comics who enjoy it. They're hearing inside shit, but they're also like the passion that goes through it. I can apply to my life and to my job. And that's what this is. That's totally true. I I do that a lot with, you know, and this isn't my podcast is a funny advice podcast to say, you know, sometimes I bring on comedians because comedians to me are the least judgmental people. We get an email and we go, all right, let's unpack this shit. We love just, (laughs) we love the juice. We love, oh, you got a good story. Hit me with the juice. Like, and whether it's a dating story or a roommate story or, and whatever. So I love having comedians on this show. So sometimes when we delve into comedy stories with people, I do have people write to me. They're like, "Oh man, I I I would I love hearing about the world of stand up." And I and I think with stand up comedy, it's so relatable to so many industries because it's an entrepreneurial it's an entrepreneurial endeavor. It is um, you're dealing with uh, there's it's it's a lot of unspoken rules and unspoken hierarchy and who is above who in the and and it's all this stuff that 
is sensitive and 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 worth talking about for anything. Like I always talk about like selling life insurance. I've taken a lot of like best practices from doing that for a few years and put them into stand up and it would always help me. Like so I think every all this stuff is transferable. I think what you're doing is great. Baby, from your lips to to God's ears. And I'm yeah. agnostic, so I'm starting to believe now. Sure. Based on what you just said, I'm I'm a believer now. Right? So I I what days does it come out? Oh, it drops. We it's a technically a Tuesday, but baby, I'm here for the people. You subscribe, so, you get that shit out Monday night, baby. It's coming out. It's coming straight to your earballs. It's going right in, baby. I love, I love it. So everyone go follow James on Instagram. He's got the link in his bio, the James Mattern, at the James Mattern. It's going to be all over my account. It's all over my Instagram. I'll be pushing you to James. He's hilarious and a great friend of mine. And I really, it's good to see you. So you, you know, we text and the, the quarantine, you know, the pandemic, the cloud of the pandemic floats into New York City and you're like, what should I do? And I, 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 I don't think I'm the reason, but you were asking, do I go to Vegas? And I was like, dude, if you can, if it's, a mo- I, I'm, I'm encouraging the most comfortable space for you. Yes. Are you happy? So you went to Vegas. I remember when you went, you put on like, you know, the mask and everything. Are you happy there? Yeah. So I was told, so I'm staying with my boy, uh, Mike, AKA Franny. I've known this cat. I mean, he's but my blood basically him and his lady. She's like, get him, tell him to come here. She works as a flight attendant. She's like, have him wear a mask. Well, you, the first week of this shit in mid-March, you can't get a goddamn mask. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to a couple other people. And a friend was like, you could wear a bandana. And right when she texted me that, I look. And for some reason, I have a, a, a United States flag bandana. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to wear that. I look like a patriotic um, Aggie or Zapatista from the eight seven eighteen seventies. Like I remember, I, I remember the videos of you putting on Instagram story of you Fun. going, and it looked like you were like it was like your stand. It, it, it was like your it, this was your like this was your uh, version of like a parade. It looked like that's it, baby. Um, I didn't sit for the two hours. I got to Kennedy from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, in eight minutes. It's like, yeah, yeah. And that's an hour drive. Something out of like Star Trek. On a Saturday afternoon, and I stood for the two hours I was waiting. I was so paranoid because I'm a germaphobe anyway. So all y'all coming to this party now, (laughs) fuck you. I've been doing this for a minute. All right. Well, so you as a germaphobe, has it heightened your anxiety or is this the same? And we're all just where you are. You and and I understand you just said you're like, welcome to my party. But are you higher than or at the same? So the first week right before the quarantine, I was like not scared. I'm like, I've either had it or I need to get it. It's probably not going to kill me. Mm -hmm. Dude, that Thursday night, I did gigs. I'm, I'm Man, girls are grabbing my junk on Fifth Street at three in the morning. I mean, I was having a, a night. I went to Basalka. I was getting it in, baby. I was like, whatever, dog. It doesn't. I didn't care. Yeah. And, and then now I'm like, I'm supposed to go. I was supposed to do a gig this weekend. It got postponed. I'm going to probably go out out this weekend. I was going to last yeah. week, and then my buddy and I just got some pizzas and some liquor at his place. Hung out with his family. Cool. Um, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go eat somewhere, I think, this weekend, maybe. I'm going to touch silverware. Also, now they're telling you that the chances of you catching it from touching shit is is very chill. Very so minimal. Just avoid strangers. 
And well, where I'm at, man, it's very minimal. There's what four million in, in Nevada. There's been like under six thousand cases, I think. Whatever, dog. So what is the, you know, I, I think I would be accused of I'm in the New York bubble. You could accuse no. me of that. So, and I know when people call me that don't live in New York, they go, they're, the tone of their voice change. How is it there? So I know that New York, you know, as far as pandemic is concerned, it is generally like, okay. Like I, I it's not. Living is for me personally. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. So personally, like I, I'm doing okay. How is the vibe in Nevada, Las Vegas? Like, is there, is there people? Like, are you in a place where people are like, fuck this thing? Or are you in a place where people are on board? Like, you know, I, I do think because I do have this idea that the pandemic thoughts and a lot of like is, is county to county. Like it changes the emotional viewpoint is uh, it changes depending on what stop on the highway you're at. I think that there, when I came here and I went for walks, which became everyone's super bowl for those first two months, it's like, Oh my God, I'm going on a walk. This is this how excited I used to get doing Saturday gigs. No one I could possibly hook up after and, or at least have drinks with my, my crew. And now it's like, I get to walk and then people were socially distancing. People would go to the side. Everyone waves here. It's the opposite of New York. It's unbelievable. And I've noticed it's gotten a little more relaxed and then places have been open for a couple weeks. Um, I think people think it's a thing, but also are ready to live. And, and and that's, that's it. I don't think I'm seeing people working my friends on their social media they're bartending with gloves and masks. They're not bitching about it. They're happy to work. And people are going sure. in and people want to go out. This is what's crazy. Um, I hate to say the New York bubble, especially when I'm not there, but it seems that people in New York and people in our industry tend to think that the rest of the population is petrified of this. And my experience is people are concerned, but they want to live. Everyone in comedy is like, they'll never be live shows again. No one's going to come yeah, out. Well. Everyone I know who's not in show business tells me, Get the fuck on it. Get a gig now and we'll go see you. People want to go and they want to live. Sure. And I I think it's it's funny because, you know, to kind of delve back into stand up comedy and that subject and everyone should go listen to James podcast, the commissioner of comedy, uh, the James Matter on Instagram before we get to the emails. But it is funny that stand up comics, nobody hates stand up comedy more than stand up comedy. <laughs> like, like stand ups. We all like there are moments where I've been at the show and I've been like, I don't know what these people are doing here. Like and and it is interesting because they're, like they're excited for a show and we're and we're happy to go on stage, but there is a moment where you're like, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, and 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 it kind of comes out via what's going on right now with the pandemic and the quarantine, where people are like, I don't, you know, if I don't want to be at the stand up show, they don't, and you're like, no, 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 get outside of yourself. People want to leave the house. People want to leave the house. People need goddamn entertainment. J-Train, I hate to bring in our uh, affiliations on this show, but we should be neutral, but I know we have the same favorite basketball team. There's been no sports. Look at the ratings that Michael Jordan thing got. Last night is a treat. My boy Franny goes, I got you. And we're eating enchiladas like gentlemen. I'm drinking a nice Hendrix, chiller than a Penguins asshole. And he flips on 1988, Game 7, the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics. I watched it live. I've seen it on replay two or three times since. I'm screaming at fouls, a bullshit. I'm like, I love you, DJ. Get the ball out of your hand. 
That's how badly we need stuff. That game yeah. is 32 years old. I- <laughs> 32 years old. Well, it, and it I is needed an ele- something to care about. And, and, and you go, myself. I'll take it. I just need, again, it's like why I have comics on this show. Yeah. I need the juice. Give I me the juice. To, give me the juice. So, listen, I'm pumped to have you here at the James Matter. And let's do some emails. You ready? Baby, I is ready. I love it. At the James Matter, the commissioner of comedy. It's all over my Instagram. Go follow. Go support. Get involved. James is fucking hilarious. Things that go fart in the night. Thank you for the extra quarantine content, Feather Feather. Recently, I was told by an ex-boyfriend that I am unknowing. I am an unknowing sleep farter most nights. And not the dainty, odorless kind either. This is a problem as I am often self-conscious and I don't think I am attractive enough, a self-rated 687, to laugh it <laughs> off in the morning. So we might have some people that are new here. This is, uh, we haven't had the J-Train, the area code method. Uh, guys or girls can use it. And it's face, body, personality. So she's saying that she is a 687. That's six so face. That's a, that's, a, that's a very good looking person, especially if it happens regularly. How do I approach this issue with new partners? Is it something to pre-warn them about or wait and see if they bring it up? Looking forward to listening to your reply. P.S. If Shelby is looking around, I'd love a celeb lookalike. Shelby is out there, but we're, not, we're, we're putting celeb lookalikes on hold. Uh, James, what do you say to her? Uh, what's your response? Are you a sleep farter yourself? Have you been told this in your own life? I don't know. I haven't been told it, but mm. if there's no one next to me and I wake up, baby, we, uh, I'm known for just whatever. I, I sound like Miles Davis, and I'm sure <laughs> I sound very sexy, but who get who cares at this point? You know, the world's over, so I'm just going to let uh, it out. I, but, I, you, I don't know if I do in the sleep. Sorry. So I have been told by someone living in this apartment that I am a sleep farter. And wow. I am a, and I, I would say that all of us are sleep farters. Like all of us, nobody is more or less human than the next person. So if I'm a sleep farter, then you're a sleep farter, then they're a sleep farter. So we're all farting while we're getting our Z's. So I, I think there's something very specific in this email she writes. Recently, I was told by an ex-boyfriend. I don't know the relationship that she has with her ex-boyfriend, but this is one of those things that is that if an ex tells you, it's kind of their way of negging you. I would think, right? Yes, I like, would think so. Because what do you? What can you really do about it? Let's let's be honest. Like she's like self-conscious, baby. Don't be self-conscious. What no. are you going to do? You're going to stop eating. You're going to look at a list of. The non-gassy foods, that's what you're going to live off. you got to live. you got to live and you got to sleep. And, 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 and six, eight, so, seven, you get a pass. If you yeah. fart on me at five in the morning, baby, whatever. Six, eight, seven, come on. Here, here's what I'll say to her email. She also, so first of all, the ex-boyfriend, he's bringing this up to neg you, but also because if you're still talking, he wants to still have some control over you. So he's coming out there going, uh, you're having whatever... To me, I can make the assumption that if you're talking to an ex and sleep farting comes up, this is a flirty conversation. Yeah. This is this is a conversation that is punchy, 
to say flirty, you might disagree, but it is at least punchy. The only way that you guys could be on this topic is for this conversation to be to to go to each other, to you know, rib yeah. each other a little bit. So that being said, I don't take him as an unbiased source. The other thing she asked, she says, is it something to pre-warn them about? You should not pre-warn no. about your sleep farts. No. Right? Because if someone pre-warn here the reality is you're farting at night the same amount as we're all farting at night within 10%. You might do a 10% more, <laughs> you might do a 10% less. Yeah. But when you pre-warn it, we you are now allowing the person you're with to create a farter of their own inventions. So what you're doing is you're making you're letting them assume that they're farting they're, they're, you're letting them imagine that you're farting a thousand times more than them, which is not the case. Yes, you're letting the mind go, and it's like, how bad is it? How loud? How smell? So what, don't just let them deal with it as is. If they they might not ever discover it. The dude might just it, pass out for eight hours. Totally. And and here's the last part of it. I totally agree with everything you just said. The last part of it is, no one has ever ended a relationship because their partner sleep farted. Well. You know, I told you I'm going out this weekend. Anything can happen. I'll tell you this. Have you ever have you ever heard a girl's fartner sleep and thought, well, I gotta end this thing? No. No, I have not. Right? I, I have slept next to some smelly girls and I'll be like, I don't know how long I can go with this. Well, smelly is different than farty. Smelly is a big is a different I my girlfriend Jess in the background just went, Oh my god. I'm just saying smelly is a different predicament than farty farty it happened once we get over it we move on and we're all human so i have never been in a position where a guy i've hung out with been like yeah we didn't make it we uh, we actually just got a divorce she kept farting in her sleep and i've also never said that "Ah, i've had to end it too so lean on two men sitting here telling you that we have never had that experience, and you, it, it is in the world of, uh, in life, you want to beg for forgiveness instead of asking for permission, and I think that's the way to go with farting in your sleep. It's the opposite of how you were raised. Everyone's <laughs> like, you should say please, and then you realize every time you ask, you, you get who gots, and then after, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Good. There you go. It, it, it's sad, but this is how it is. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with James Mattern at the James Mattern go 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 follow now the commissioner of comedy great podcast brand new for your listening pleasure on Tuesdays but James will release it anytime you want land of casual (laughs) hi email me you ready for an episode I'll send you one out just send you a personal episode let's do it big big fan of the show thanks for the amazing advice tickle tickle I'm writing in because since the beginning of quarantine I matched with a guy in Bumble who happened to go to the same high school as me we have been following each other on Instagram for years, so it was very natural moving in the conversation to Instagram. I'm writing from in from Mexico, so for context, we have st- we still have like a month ahead to stay at home. 
When we chatted on Bumble, he said we should go on a date when coronavirus is over. But that was all. We are constantly replying to each other's stories and the conversation is good. I'm enjoying it, but I'm kind of worried that since everything is over Instagram, he just sees me as a future hookup. Since Instagram is kind of the la- is the kind of ca- is the kind of casual Um, he does things like sending me over private message, my photos to tell me I look cute instead of simply commenting over the photo. I think this is a fuck boy move. LOL. Do you think it it is better to keep the conversation going on until quarantine is over when we can actually meet in person? Or would you advise making a point and sliding my number, letting him know I'm looking forward to meeting up when this is over? Thanks in advance for all the amazing advice. I've shared the pod, all my friends, and we're starting a Mexican J train fan base. I love it. Uh, You know, uh, what do I, uh, how do you say thank you in, in Spanish? Gracias. Gracias. Yeah. Gracias. Okay. So what do you think, Mr. Uh, Mr. Madden, James Madden, what do you think? Baby J train podcast, total tiempo, baby, total tiempo. (laughs) Come on. Um, So here's the thing. I think there's a lot of this going on with single people. It seems like Mm -hmm. exes and randos and people are communicating. No one knows when this is going to end where we can see each other. So how deep do you go in with it? That's the thing. Sure. Um, All due respect, some people might want to just get together and and form a relationship out of this. I'm going to be honest. I'm feeling the minute the lanes open up in this race, dude, people are going to... People need to get some glue out. People need to get some aggression out. I There's, think the first week to six is going to be a lot of just let it all out. We're just it's it, it's going to be a, a royal rumble. Every three minutes, just go and get someone else. It's just <laughs> we got to get it out. It's especially now. I mean, yeah. everything has just gone tits up. People got to get it out. I don't well, think anyone is looking for a relationship right out of the gate right now. Well, that would be my assumption. It's it's. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. It is. Um, and I think it's, you know, you have to be realistic with what you want and holding, and you have to come to the conclusion that what I want is okay to want. That doesn't mean the people I'm talking to want the same thing. So for this woman who's writing in, I, I, I get the same vibe she's getting, especially when you know someone from high school and you match on an app. They you what they're doing and and since you guys have followed each other for years since you matched on the app you have now let them know a thought in your head and and that to me is is the reason that this guy is now messaging you over DM. He's not messaging you over DM. Here you have to understand that when you match with someone that you've known for years that person did have years to pursue you. Yes. And the reason they didn't pursue you, and, and I know this is harsh, maybe too, you know, this is very honest, but the reason they didn't pursue you is because the embarrassment, they, they thought the embarrassment of getting turned down was worse than the positives of getting to be with you. So, so what do I mean by that? So you've known this guy from since high school. The, you guys have followed each other on Instagram for years. He has been able to DM you for years. He could have at any point been like, hey, um, I think you're really cute. I think you look great in these pictures. 
uh, let's go for a date. And he didn't do that. The only time he started doing that is when he got the piece of information out of your brain that said you thought he was attractive. And the only reason he got that was from swiping on the dating app. So listen, I'm not above this. I am giving you this information because I have done this. I have matched with people on dating apps where I knew them from other contexts. And then the minute I knew that they thought I was good looking or had an attraction to me because of the dating app, now I could pursue and I could pursue with what I wanted, not with the idea of what they might want. Do you understand? Am I making sense here? Absolutely. And uh, if you don't mind me uh, throwing this at you, is there also a chance... Because I'm reading everyone's posts on social media and just from my own life right now. And I mentioned this briefly a second ago. It seems like exes are communicating a lot more. I, is there a Absolutely. thing with this where the familiarity is we're in this very unfamiliar term where we're locked in well, and there's a pandemic, something that you can touch, something you know. It's be, it, it, other than uh, any, adding any more variables and unknowns to your life right now. Well, you're absolutely right. Also, there's no chance to find new people. So yeah. you're going. So again, again, back to what you're saying. Because of the pandemic, because of the quarantine, he is now on a dating app where he can't be casual with anyone he meets on that dating app. Because you guys have this background with each other, now you are someone that he knows and it's an easy landing spot. It's an easy person to communicate with DM. All the work has been done for him. And and just like exes come back, exes are coming back during quarantine because you can't go to a bar to meet someone new. You, there's no chance at meeting the ghost of, of relationships, futures that you've built in your head. So... That's why your ex are coming back. The reason the guy from high school who you matched on the dating app is being so persistent and so aggressive over Instagram is because you are a new customer that has already trust with him. And, and, and so that plays into it. So all we're saying here is you can't, you can't live by what he wants. You have to live what by you want. What you want, what it sounds like is you want a date. So I would send him a DM being like, oh, hey, I don't really like to DM this much. I just want to send, here's my number. I would say, I'm not a really big DMer. Blame it on, I'm not a big DMer. That's a vague enough thing. Great. Here's, here's my number. Let me know when you're ready to go on that date once things clear up. Now you're out. Now you back away. Now you, you know, because right now all he's doing is showing you that he's up for casual. He's made no promises. He's mentioned a date, but he hasn't made a date. So take him at his word. But you, the, the listener, the emailer, you shouldn't settle for less because what I see happening is we get out of quarantine or you get out of quarantine, whenever it is, and this guy's like, hey, I'm out or hey, come over. And, and, and because you guys have built up all these DM trust you know, messages, now, you know, you, now he thinks he has the right to, but that doesn't mean you have to say yes to that, right? Absolutely, but baby, you you're so smart to take a line from from my pops. You should run for president, baby. I'm declaring it now. <laughs> no, Jay Chain, 2024. I'm running for mayor of Las Vegas, 2024. I, I promise I, to not drink gin when I do interviews at 11 in the morning with Anderson <laughs> Cooper. That's my whole platform. <laughs> We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Quip. Quip. I, I, I got to say, a good lifestyle starts with a routine. And what I love about Quip is it keeps you on track. You think you brush your teeth well. 
You think you do. You, you're pretty sure you do. Well, you don't. Quip has a timer on it, so it lets you know. Every, it gives a little pulse every 30 seconds to get the four quadrants of your mouth. I didn't even know my mouth had quadrants before I started using Quip. And again, we're at that age, you're at that age, where it's too late to ask about brushing your teeth. It's too late. We, you ever had the dentist be like, hey, do you know what you're doing in there? And you're like, I know, I, I'm a big boy. Quip is there kind of to reteach you, teach an old dog new tricks. And I love that about them because we all need that. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles, too. That's ineffective. And even more people forget to floss daily. Good health starts with good habits. If you have good habits, you'll have good teeth. So what's a good habit? That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly. Right now, some of you just look down at the ground because you're like, I hope no one sees me because I don't do those things. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. Again, this is one of those things that you get lazy with. You say, I'll go to the store next week. I'll, I'll get the new toothbrush next week. I'll get the floss next week. No, 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 no. Let Quip work for you. Get you on a schedule. There is no next week. The mailman or mailwoman shows up and goes, hey, here's a new brush. Time to get brushing. Dentists recommend you brush for two minutes and Quips helps you do it every time paired with Quips anti-cavity toothpaste. In mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients uh, teeth actually need and none they don't. Quip has an eco-friendly, refillable floss. That's the hardest sentence to say ever. Quip has an eco-friendly, refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life, an expanding string that helps to clean in between. Quip brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder when it's time to for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health and shipping is free. Join the over, join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash JTrain, let me repeat that. Getquip.com slash JTrain. Right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's free, free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash JTrain. Let me spell it. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash JTrain. That's getquip.com slash JTrain for your first refill free. Quip, the good habits company. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Let's do, uh, this is a long one. Are you ready for a long one? Baby, we got nothing but a pandemic. I know. Let's go. That's right. We got nothing to do. I, I, I do think I like doing long ones with you because you know the show. You know the deal. I love okay? this show. I am the show. Uh, I've been with my boyfriend for three and a half years. We've been living together for two. We live in Moscow. This is, I am international, baby. Don't tell me how to say thank you in Russian, dog. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll still say gracias. It's still gracias. Gracias, right? gracias, gracias Moscow. Yeah, yeah. Todo tiempo. He's Russian. I'm American. We're both 26, if you need the biographical info. And decided to move in together so that we could afford a more modern, non-Soviet era apartment. 
We agreed to split the rent 50-50. It's a, it was a great setup, much cheaper than renting an older apartment alone. About a year after we move in together, he quit his job to start a business with his friend. At the time, I wasn't making enough money to pay more than 50-50. He paid his half from income and savings, but eventually the business had to be sold because there wasn't any money left to keep it running. In the interim between the failing of the business and him finding a new job, it fell to me to find more money for us. It was very difficult and I was constantly stressed. Even after he found a job with loans from school and the business, he barely had anything left over to pay bills with. His situation hasn't, much, hasn't changed much in the last year. However, it probably pushed uh, me to sp- seek out better jobs uh, and I've managed to start earning almost double what I was a year ago. Now I'm not as stressed, but I'm still paying the bills. That's an interesting thing. Where it's like his shit didn't work out, but it pushed her to get better job. You know, everything has its pluses and minuses, even though I wouldn't want to be in this situation. Uh, I understand his situation. This was fine for a month or two months. It's been about 10 months now. We are better off than we were a year ago, but in general, I still pay all the bills. It's not that I mind paying the bills. It's more that I feel I was forced into into this breadwinner provider role unwillingly. If I had known that this was what I was possibly signing up for, then okay. But I didn't commit to him this to this extent of taking care of him financially for such a long period of time. I love him very much and I'm happy to take care of us, but I didn't really move abroad with the intention of becoming tied down to slightly better off than paycheck to paycheck life and having to financially support someone. I still want to live with them. We have a dog now and generally I enjoy our life together, but I feel like I'm not saving for my future and paying down loans. I moved abroad to travel more and I feel like somehow I've fallen into this grind to pay all the bills. I feel like if this situation was reversed, he would never mention his paying of the, all the bills. He claims his ideal situation would be taking care of me and giving me the freedom to do whatever I want without having to worry. I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel money-wise, but not, and I'm not sure what to do about it, especially when I do enjoy all the other aspects of our relationship. What should I do? What is the best way to deal with the situation? Is this even a problem? Plus, COVID, so now my visa situation is difficult too. Side note, I wanted to move to a Soviet uh, apartment because they're usually cheaper, but usually here after it's all said and done, you're paying the equivalent of three months rent up front to move into an apartment, which is a large chunk of cash to have on hand. So she basically is saying I'd move to the cheaper place, but that's an actual bigger investment of money I don't have to, you know, to go. They went from the cheaper to the more expensive. He loses his job. And then they to go back to the cheaper. It costs more. I understand that. So, James, what do you think she's got to do? First of all, I kind of knew where that was going based on the phrasing when she said, um, went into business dot 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 with a friend. When that friend is after a business the business never succeeds in, in situations like that. If it was like him and his buddy formed a business, okay, that, I think you're going to tell me the business did well. But if you, <laughs> if you put friend after, it, it's kind of like even, I don't know if the friend fucked up, I don't know what happened, but it's kind of like with a guy, like I could kind of get the vibe that you don't like the friend and that it's was very, maybe a shaky thing, yes. It is very interesting that the way you say these things says everything, you know, yes. where... She, with a so friend. Let, let me re- oh. Yeah, let me read that again. Um, so in the... Uh, so, I mean, when she called it the failing of the business, I, I, I chilled that went down my spine. Yeah. Um, so after about a year, uh, we moved in together. He quit his job to start a business with his friend. 
Yeah. Never yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. good. With his friend yeah. sounds like his friend was like, let's start a goddamn business. But if it was like, yo, him and his friend went into business together. They went and started a business. That sounds good. But went into business with a friend sounds like the friend got you drunk. It's like, come on, man. What people want are newspapers in 2020. <laughs> let's start a newspaper. But we're going to be yeah. digital too. No, we hand it out for, for a quarter. What the fuck? Sure. Keep the shots yeah. coming. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you think she does? It's tough because no one, I mean, everyone is more than happy to take care of the people they love. If you find yeah. someone who really means something to you and you care about them, you want to take care of them, I think most people. But at this point, I think the dynamic, you kind of almost feel like a mother, right? Yeah. yeah you like I, money. You need this. I'm, I'm taking care of this for us. Well, it is interesting that you say it feels like a mother because I was going to use another word, but like, uh, it, it seems like she feels stuck. Sure. And 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 she went into a situation like, listen, you're, you know, the honeymoon period of a relationship is a lot of different things. There's like the first few months when it's you're just getting to know each other, but then it's like when you move in together, it's this this like fun thing where you're both single and you have no kids, or you're both together and you have no kids, and you guys can go out anytime you want. And then you know, honeymoon period changes for everything. She, when you say she's like a mother. She's stuck. She, when you become a parent, you are, it, 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 it's for lack of a, you know, there's better ways to put it, but you are stuck in the position of, I have to take care of this human person and I have to put things like traveling and all these like, what, you know, these luxury things in life aside because the kid comes first. And yeah. right now, she is a mother to this, this boyfriend because him and keeping them afloat is coming ahead of everything else, which it should. But when you have a kid that is a thought out decision between two people, that is a joint partnership right now. She's the CEO of this company. Um, I love her email. I think it's a great email. And I think yeah. she's like very rational about the whole thing. She's like, I love this person and the relationship is great, but I have been kind of slow, slowly moved into a management position that I never asked for a relationship in a sense. And I'm not good at them and whatever, and I'm not really into them, but um, it seems like it needs to be two friends playing tennis, not a, mm -hmm. not a match where we're going to play competitive. We just want to get the exercise, but for that, it needs to be, I hit to you, you hit back. I hit to you and hit back. And it seems like in a situation like this, she's hitting to him and he's hitting the motherfucker into the net. And yeah. And that gets frustrating because she's like, oh, man, I just want to do this. I want to play. I want to enjoy I just want to rally. I want to rally. This is what yeah. it is. And, and it, it, this fucking dude right now, man, because his friend is his, uh, is his hitting coach, he's knocking <laughs> the ball out of bounds and hitting in the fucking net. Here's he, he a tennis training with his, with his friend. So I think this all is – I think it's right now so vague and so like such a huge mountain that she's seeing it as like – Oh my God, I got to tell him. And then he's got to figure out where to get the money from. And here's what she needs to do. What she wrote to me is what she says to him. I understand his situation. This was fine for a month or two months. It's been 10 now. What is the plan? How do we work together to get 
you and I in a better place than we were yesterday. And she's already started talking about the plan. She's like, she's bringing up, okay, we can go to a cheaper apartment, but that costs more to go to the cheap. She's already speaking in the terms she needs to speak with him. But I think the fear is that you're offending him. No, 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 no. Hey, this is a situation that I thought was going to be for this many months. I am now paying all the bills and I get that you want to be taking care of me. So, how do we get to that goal? What are you doing to get to that goal? How do we together figure out a way? And that might result in him going, well, I do have the money for this. You know, like I think right now, because again, like the answer to 99% of these emails is communication, but I think it's how you're going to say it. And the how is, hey, I understand that we're both in this situation. You like I. I, she didn't say this in her email, but I would assume she knew the risks involved in him starting a company. Wouldn't you, you know, like, and you if she to. didn't know that, because I would expect her to be more angry, but I'm assuming she knew the risks that came with the company. And you could say that to him. I knew that when you started a company, it was going to be hard. It didn't work out. It sucks, but we have to stop putting good money after bad. So right now I need to know your plan to get back to that 50-50 thing that we were doing before that made me love our relationship just as much as I as I always have. The question is what's next? We, I hate to break it to everybody. I think your listeners are probably the most intelligent listeners of anyone. So they know this. We're going to fail quite a bit. The key is do you stay down or do you go to the next? You can't wallow yeah. in the shit. So and you knock me down. I'm going to get up and I'm going to hit you, motherfucker. Totally. And when you, you say you start, and I think like, James, you picked out of the email the most important part. When you say you started a business with your friend, it sounds very much like, yeah, you failed over there. No, no, no. You have to let this guy know that like you're on the team and you need the team to get better. Hey, our team got got a uh, took a took a loss. That's okay. Now we got to prepare for next week. And how do we so, win? yeah, how do we win? How do we get to next week? And and you know, my family says this a lot. Um, there's a famous Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, the coach of the Patriots. He has a quote where they got. I think it was like a few seasons ago where the Patriots got killed by the Tennessee Titans. I think they like lost by like 50 points or it was maybe whatever it was. They lost a it was a regular season game and they lost huge. And the next week the they're playing the Cleveland Browns. So Bill Belichick in the post game conference, he goes on stage and he goes and they're asking him questions about Man, you just got beat. You got beat. Do you think it's the end of Brady? Do you think it's the end of this? And he just kept answering, we're on to Cleveland. Yep. We're on to Cleveland. It wasn't I'm on to Cleveland. It wasn't they're on to Cleveland. We are moving on to Cleveland. We're on to the next week. So for this woman who's writing in, you have to admit to the past. You have to make, you know, try to fix the mistakes from the past. But you have to move towards what is our plan to beat Cleveland? What's our plan to win next week? What's our plan to get back to the 50-50? Because that's the situation I felt the most comfortable with. And I know it might not happen next week, but what's the plan to make next week better than this week? And I think that makes it an easier conversation where it's not accusatory because I'm sure he feels sad that his business failed. It's not, you're an idiot. It's, we are a team in this, and that's how we signed up. So what are we going to do? 
We are sponsored, people. This episode of the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Roman. Have you ever not been able to get not get it up? That sucks. A little limp limp penis is no fun. We've all been there. You're sitting there looking down at yourself. You're going, come on, man. Get it together. We're at the show. It's time for you to put on the show. And anyone who's dealt with it knows how awkward it can be to talk about in person. Luckily, there's a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need without leaving the couch. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just grab your phone, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. I got to say, I love what Roman's doing is because they're taking the emotion out of this thing. They're trying to say, hey, if you're having problems in the bedroom, we can help you out and you don't have to sit in the waiting room and look at the magazines and sit there and have to talk to someone. We can take out some of the awkwardness of this product process to get you on the better way. So if you're struggling with ED, stay home. And go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with James Mattern, at the James Mattern on Instagram, the commissioner of comedy. Go follow. Go get involved. Let's do this one. Jared, I feel as if guys do not see me as girlfriend material. They don't want the responsibility or commitment. Some of them want to be friends with benefits or friends but not see other people so they don't have that added pressure responsibility. For my last two previous relationships, it was a struggle in the beginning because they didn't want to la- uh, want the label, but they uh, then they finally came around to it. I don't give these men ultimatums. It's very frustrating. What can I work on myself uh, so that guys see me as girlfriend material? Mr. Mr. Mattern, what do you think of this email? First of all, thank you, Mr. Train. I don't think that gets said nearly enough. That nearly enough in the world. Thank you, Mr. Train. That's right. Um, do you believe? So I'll, 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 I'll position the question, please, because she's. This is her words. Do you believe in such a thing as girlfriend material? Absolutely. There you clearly do. are women that you can tell, and I've said this as someone, and I'll admit it again. I do not particularly like relationships. My buddy's wife was like, so wait, how come, are you thinking about getting married? I am, but man, I also just want to watch Lost when I want to and then um, eat this and not, I'm wired horribly. So it's what it is. So some well, people aren't looking for that, but I can tell who would be a smart decision to be in a relationship with. I think that's out there, yes. Well, what do you, what do you think, you know, you know, let me try and translate what you just said because- the words you just said to someone, because like to me, what you just said is that there's someone that will fit my idiosyncrasy, like my my 
craziness. So someone, there is someone out there that could fit your particular puzzle piece. That's what it sounded like you just said. I, I think there is. You hope there is. I mean, you've watched enough movies and heard enough songs where supposedly that happens. Sure. But I, I can tell as a, it's interesting. You give all this advice. I've discussed this a lot. When you, it seems like people can't advise themselves. You can, Very difficult. Very. I, again, I'm I good say at giving it, advice, I think, but I can't. I call you, and I, I, I can't figure I out say, I say it on this podcast all the time. This is all this advice is easy to give. It's way harder to take. Yes. It, it is way easier to give advice than it is to take advice. And I acknowledge that. And I'm talking out of my ass a lot of the times, and a lot of the guests here are talking out of their ass. But we're giving perspective. But I think. You know, it's interesting that the phrase girlfriend material, um, the way she wrote it in the email and the way you described it is totally different. I guess so. Because, like, I'm saying being – if I can take myself out of the equation and just look, objectively, I can see certain women. And I can also see when my female friends are asking me about a dude. I can objectively go, this fits just on paper what yeah. I think – would be a good um, girlfriend or boyfriend. Now, every a lot of things in theory are really good on paper. You know, communism is pretty good on paper. But it, the fact is, it doesn't always work out that way. But on paper, I can but, tell, okay, this person seems like someone who would be very stable in a relationship. But the, the thing is, I when she writes in, I feel as guys as if guys don't see me as girlfriend material. I don't walk the streets going. That girl should have. Uh, could be a girlfriend. That girl could not. That yeah. girl could. That I don't do that generally. When it comes to someone for me, of course you're doing that. But it's not whether they're worth. When you say when the, when she writes in girl, I don't. Guys don't see me as girlfriend material. To me, I translate as she doesn't. She thinks there's something about her that all guys are seeing. Uh, and going, oh, that's someone I would want to fuck and not someone I would ever want to date. And I don't believe that to be true, like by a look. Yeah, not by a look. It's definitely not a look, but I mean, there could be, it's in the ways you act in that. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's there's girls that I've loved. uh, I'd say like the girl who's my favorite girl is probably the girlfriend that I would say on paper was my best girlfriend. And that don't make mm. sense to people. There's someone I probably really enjoyed being with more, but there was someone else that was like, I should have married that person because absolutely wonderful. Checks all the boxes of, of who you want to grow old with. Yeah. If there is a deathbed, that's someone to visit. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to differentiate is because I, I think this like the – like you, I would never get this email from a, I don't get this email from a man. The email that says, I don't think women see me as boyfriend material. And it feels very, um, female, the, you know, getting it. I, what I'll say to her, she writes something for my last two relationships. It was a struggle in the beginning because they didn't want to label, but then they finally came around to it. I think if you're in a situation where you're asking people to come around to something, then they don't want the same things as you. And I think this this isn't about you being girlfriend material or not. It's you taking a look in the mirror and being okay with the things you want. And you are – like if you think of yourself like a store and you sell – and your store sells – 
I don't know, you're you're a bodega that sells, you know, groceries and alcohol and someone comes into your store and they go, I want a cupcake. And you wouldn't just go run around and bake a cupcake. You go, this store doesn't sell cupcakes. <laughs> I'm sorry, time to go. You wouldn't say to yourself, well, oh how could you see me as a cupcake store? No, 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 you would go... I sell what I sell. You can look through all the racks and you can buy whatever you'd like from here, but I'm not going to change my business for anyone that walks in the door. So I think when you're asking people to come around to it, she says, I don't give these men ultimatums. I, I don't, I don't think you should be afraid of ultimatums on my other podcast with Jordana. She loves ultimatums. I, I don't think that's like, I think that word gets a bad rap. I think you can say to people, Hey, we had a great time. I, I, you could say to anyone you meet, hey, I have a great time with you. I'm looking for someone to be serious. And they can say no to that. And that's not them saying no to you as a girlfriend materially. They're saying no to you as a situation. Right? You, brother, I, I think this is a theme and I really respect it. You should want what you want. And if someone yeah. doesn't want that, know that. Going forward, so either you part ways or you can hook up occasionally for a fun sure. hookup because you know what that person is. But once again, I think there's so much pressure on people. Was she saying it? It didn't work. It, I can tell. It just sounds like she feels that these are losses. Let's go back one question. On to Cleveland next week. We're on mm -hmm. to Cleveland. We, we, well, you know, you're not what? losses. It's, you're not supposed to have eight sure. great relationships in your life. And, and, it's going and to be I'm, an ending. To that point. And my advice to her, and it seems like counterintuitive, but like to not take these things personally. Like when someone says to you, hey, I'm just looking to hook up, you go, that's fine for you, but that won't make me that's feel it. good. That, so I got to go. I'm on to Cleveland. I'm on, on to Cleveland. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's it. So I, I, but it's like, I do understand you're in this relationship. You're trying to win it. You're trying to get this. You're like, I see everything you are. I see how you could be the person I want you to be. I just need you to shift this little bit and it's like no 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 you're trying to shift someone who doesn't didn't come there to be shifted so why not say to that person hey and and what happens a lot of times when you hold your standard when you say nah that's not the situation for me they come back to your store and they go you know what i i don't want cupcakes anymore i do want a little you know i do want white claw and you happen to sell that <laughs> you know well, i love that those are the two it's one or the other that night. <laughs> Fuck, man, I need a cupcake. We have White Claw. Okay, I'm ready yeah. for White Claw. But I think she needs to get out of this whole thing of, like, girlfriend material. I think if you're stuck on that, you're stuck on the what society, like, that you're trying to fit this, like, there's no right answers. If anything we found from this podcast, there's, I get hundreds of emails a week. If there was right answers, we'd all know those answers and it would be easy. It's not easy. You, the only easy thing you can do is drive your bus and be like, hey, I do this. I sell this. I'm selling a relationship right now and you can't come in here and buy anything you want and I'm not going to just go search for the thing you want to convince you to keep shopping here. Yeah, I was looking up for this book. I would like to quote. I, I listened to a podcast with a couple pro coaches and a writer and they discussed this book and please forgive my ignorance, but there's a great quote um, it's, a, it's about tennis techniques and it's about being stop worrying about what you can or can't be be present and just remind yourself what you want are trying to accomplish so 
if you are trying to accomplish a relationship, don't worry about fitting a mold of being relationship material. Forget even what I said. You're your own relationship material. So that's what it's about. Get what you want out of it. Don't try to put yourself something because you will ultimately fail at that point. Just be the best you in a relationship that you can be. And and you know what? To that point, it's you being honest. Yes. You know, like that. that is you being... And and the most honest person is always the one that goes, what the fuck's going on here? Why are you acting crazy? That person's lying to you. So when you act honest, you go, and if your honest goal is like, I just want to get to know this person more to see if they're my tennis partner for life, you're going to be, it's not about, oh, well, I'm not girlfriend enough. I'm not this enough. No, 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 no. You are you. You are fine. You are good. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com here with James Mattern. I love James Mattern at the James Matter. Go follow on Instagram. The co- the commissioner of comedy. Go, go, go every Tuesday or whenever you want. You <laughs> get that podcast. Let's do one more email. Is that okay? Baby, it's more than okay. Also, real quick, if you follow me on the James Mattern, I, I had this idea. Yo, area code me. I don't give in a fuck. Area, I want to know where I am. I want to know where the country I am. Area code he's, kid. Let's go. He's not a, He's not afraid. I am. Do not area code me. Uh, I will so be after I see that first 422 and shit. They're yeah, not going to be like, fuck stop that, it. man. I'm going to call is you he, just make an announcement. Stop the shit tomorrow on the podcast. Is he busy or is he over it? I met this guy a year ago. We went on a few dates that went really well before summertime. We tried to meet up again throughout the summer, but I was living in South Jersey during the week and he was in the city and was always busy on weekends. That's a bad sign. Okay. That's a bad sign. (laughs) (laughs) He's busy on his free time. Yeah. He didn't want to. Eventually he tells me he's gotten exclusive with someone else. Okay. I could have told you that. I don't hear from him until February of this year because all of a sudden he's single again and hit me up within a week of his last relationship ending. Yeah, we met up for drinks and it feels like we picked up right where we left off, even though it's kind of a red flag that he reached out so quickly. I feel like we have such a good connection and I can actually see a future with him. I didn't get to see him again due to quarantine, even though he asked me to stay over his place a few times. I haven't heard from him in two months, and I think it's because he's not much of a texter and more of a text-only-to-make-plans kind of guy. But I'm not sure. I've been quarantining in South Jersey, but we'll head back to Hoboken this weekend. I hit him up to see if he'd be down to go on a walk around Central Park and haven't heard from him. Do you think he's over it since I haven't uh, heard from him in so long? My best friend saw his profile pop up on Hinge. Do you think he's trying to see what's better out there? What kills me is that I had a really good connection with him, and I don't find that often. I know it sounds pathetic, but I do, don't know how to move on from this. Would love to hear your thoughts. So what do you think, Mr. M- Mr. Mad Dog Mattern, James Mattern, what do you think? Once again, it's such a treat to be here and to be asked these questions and be with you, my dear friend. Um, I think... I think there's probably similarity to a past question on this episode. I think everyone's just trying to figure out. This is we're, we're walking on broken ice. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. water underneath us. We don't know what it is. We're trying to see what we can get into. I think this dude's probably lining up a bunch of potential um, fun when, once again, when the lanes open up. I want I want the listener to hear exactly what James just said because. He's saying it kinder than I'm about to say it. 
He's lining up a lot of potential fun. Now, I know how this could be taken because she wrote at the end of her email, what kills me is that I had a really good connection with him and I don't find that often. Well, that's okay. I, I, I'm sorry. This guy wants to hook up and nothing more. That's all he wants. The reason you guys, uh, he wants to hook up and hang out with you at his convenience. She writes something very specific. She writes, I think it's because he's not much of a texter and more of a text only to make plans kind of guy. No, no, no. I think he's a text only to get blowjobs type of guy. That's why he asked you to stay over over the quarantine. It became really easy for him to text you to come over when it was just you coming over. It became really hard to hang out when it was his weekend, you know, when he was busy on weekends because it was the summertime. So to me... You can connect with people. I and she I know she's she's so on this idea that she doesn't connect with a lot of people, but you're going to connect with more people. Just because you connected with this guy on one or three dates and then and 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 the other thing that's more suspect about it is that he contacted you a week after he broke up. When you break up with someone, you go to the cast of characters who were willing to say yes to your naked body before because it takes less work than meeting new people while you have your weak, non-worked-out girlfriend muscles. When you're in a relationship, you lose the single muscles. So you go back to people who you've already used those single muscles on to try and get quick hookups that are more exciting than the relationship you were in, but less exciting than new people you could hypothetically meet at the bar. Does this all make sense to you, James? Absolutely. It, 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 it's, yeah. You latch on to what's close, what's familiar. There's less. And what's easy. Openness. You have to be real open when you meet someone, and, and, and there's a scariness to that. And now it's just like, hey, remember we had three good conversations? Let's have number four. She says, do you think it's over since I haven't heard from him in so long? No, 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 no. This guy will be back. This guy will message you, but it will not be to inconvenience his own life. It will be a convenience text. It'll be, hey, I'm out right now. Hey, I can do drinks this week now at Thursday at 11 from 11 to 1115. As long as you come over after. I I understand she's, it's almost as if she's, it's like she's at the blackjack table and she started out winning a hundred bucks, and then she's got. She's like, I. And then all of a sudden, hits a bad run of cards, and now she's down to her last five. And she's like, Well, I got to get back to that. When I to, I'll leave the table as soon as I'm up a hundred, like I was before. Chasing. No, it. no, no. Leave with your five dollars. Leave it. the table. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. James Madden, thank you for coming on. Buddy, what an absolute pleasure every time to be here with this wonderful show. You are so goddamn good, baby. You hit the nail on the head that the Carpenters Union should just pay you dues. That's what I'm saying, baby. You are so good. I love you, buddy. It, and it's good that you're telling people, get what you want, because I'm telling you, after pandemics, after um, unrest, it always, the roaring 20s, 1969, people are going to fuck. So if you don't want to just fuck casually right now, <laughs> you better tell people up front because you that's let what's going to happen, God willing, in, in the fall and in 2021. People yeah, are like, man. the world was coming to an end. 
Shit, I'm going to get pregnant this weekend. I hate to tell you, we're in phase two in Vegas. I'm getting fucking pregnant. I'm getting knocked up. Go, go follow James Mattern at the James Mattern on Instagram. The commissioner of comedy is the podcast. Go, go, go. Uh, I'm Jared Freed. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Jared Freed. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>